This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we are focusing on the playoff push for fall sports. We'll sit down with first-year Bates volleyball head coach Melissa Duran and take an in-depth look at the volleyball program's success this season. We'll also talk with our Bobcats of the week, women's soccer defender Allison Hill and football wide receiver Mark Riley. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates football team lost a shootout to Middlebury on Saturday by a final score of 41-27. The Bobcats took a 10-7 lead in the first quarter on this touchdown scamper by Frank Williams. He broke close and he's on his way. Frank Williams for the Bobcat touchdown. He runs unscathed into the end zone. But the Panthers scored a touchdown in the second quarter to take the lead for good. It was another close contest, though, for the Bobcats as they battled through multiple injuries to get within one score twice in the fourth quarter. Head coach Mark Harriman was pleased with the offensive performance. If somebody had said before the game that we would move the ball the way we did and that, that Middlebury would have four turnovers, I would say that you know we would be in a great position to win the game. Obviously, we had four turnovers as well. Some of them were at the end when we were... Um, pressing a little bit, but by the same token, um, that kind of evened things out a little bit, and they're certainly a uh, high-octane uh, offense, and, and they have the ability to put a lot of points on the board, which they, they, they typically do. We had hoped that we were going to be able to move the football on them and, and keep the defense off the field. We stumbled a little bit defensively in the second half and um, gave up a couple of scores, and, and, and that really was the difference. Despite the tough start to the season for the Bobcats, there's still a lot to play for as their next two games are against arch rivals Colby and Bowden. There's a chance for the Bobcats to once again defend their CBB title. Harriman is very excited about the opportunity. It's one of our main goals every year. You know, I mean, having the opportunity to play for a championship within your season is, is something that, that not every program in the country has an opportunity to do. What a year it's been for the Bates women's soccer program as they knocked off Middlebury on Saturday by a final score of 2-0. Karen Lockhart picked up a goal on a corner kick from Allison Hill, and Leah Hume scored a goal as well on assist from Olivia Amder. With the win, the Bobcats clinched a spot in the NESCAC tournament for the first time since 2010. Head coach Kelsey Ross said it just took some simple adjustments to knock off the Panthers. We made an adjustment through the midfield. Uh, Middlebury, is, they're super technical and they're very well disciplined in the way they want to play. They open up the midfields quite a bit and we were having a hard time tracking those runs. Once we got touch tight through the midfield, it took a little bit of pressure off of our backs and I think that was what you saw change. It's playoff update time here on the Bates Bobcast. You just heard the women's soccer team clinch a spot in the NESCAC tournament. The volleyball team's already clinched as well. That leaves men's soccer and field hockey both competing for a spot in the NESCAC tournament as we enter the final week of their regular seasons. The men's soccer team needs to beat Colby on Wednesday and have Trinity or Wesleyan lose their match this week. 
to get in to the tournament. Stay with the Bates Athletics website, athletics.bates.edu, for all the updates on the men's soccer program. Meanwhile, field hockey controls their own destiny. They head to Colby on Wednesday, and if they can beat Colby, they'll be in the NESCAC tournament. The NESCAC tournament started back in 2000. If all goes well this week, Bates would have volleyball, field hockey, and men's and women's soccer all qualifying the same season for the first time ever. Now it's time to talk to our Bobcats of the Week. Junior defender Allison Hill was not only the female Bobcat of the Week this week, she was also the NESCAC Women's Soccer Player of the Week for her performance against Middlebury. Two defensive saves, an assist, an all-around brilliant performance. Allison Hill, your female Bobcat of the Week. Allison, obviously a, a big win, 2 nothing over Middlebury on Saturday. First of all, in this game, you had two defensive saves on the goal line. It looked like the ball was going to go in, then you were able to clear it out. How did those plays develop? Well, as I always tell my keeper, I always I told her I'd always have her back. Um, I didn't think I'd have it that literally in those games. Um, but it was just basically the right place at the right time. If the ball was in the air or in any other place, I definitely would have been able to save it. But I just happened to be in the middle of the goal just backing up my keeper because I know mistakes happen because that happens to me all the time. So just wanted to pressure cover, and luckily it just happened to come right to my feet. It was pretty muddy in that, so I was hoping I wouldn't whiff it. Um, so I got really lucky on that and just cleared it in the nick of time because I saw it going over, but barely made it so it was exciting and you've been an, um, an ace set piece person all year in terms of you know free kicks and the, just in this game a corner kick you got an assist on the header by Karen uh, how'd that develop on the corner there was that what you were going for there right well that was actually my first corner of the year um, <laughs> so our corner kickers were actually getting um, rest getting fresh legs and so uh, no one's kind of stepped up so I decided to go right up for it and I didn't really think it was that great of a kick, but then our Karen Lockhart probably has one of the best. She's the best in the air on the team. And so it just got right to her head, and it went right in, and it was awesome. It was a great feeling. Well, that's a pretty nice way to have your first corner kick of the season, right? Exactly, especially, <laughs> and I was happy for her, too, because it's her senior game, and she's had many injuries as well, so that was a really big game for her and a big goal. But, yeah, great assist, definitely first corner. Now, you're from Maine, so what did you know about Bates growing up? What attracted you to the school? Well, I'm actually from Brunswick, Maine, so I was kind of considered a traitor leaving Brunswick. <laughs> so um, I was always growing up, I have all these boating gear, boating sweatpants, and I, of course, had to leave that at home. <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't really know that much about Bates. I, I really wanted to stay in, I liked New England a lot, so I, w- I knew I wanted to stay in Maine, and the NESCAC schools really sp- like sparked my interest because I also did track, and I know um, I, with Division Three you can do multiple sports, so I was really interested in that, and I just fell in love with the Bates campus, and um, I just really wanted to get out of my hometown. Uh, not that anything ends Bowdoin, but I, Bates just really stood out to me. And then you mentioned track. You were actually recruited here for track, but it, it sounds like you came here with the intention of also playing soccer. Right, yeah. Well, for track, it's pretty easy to, or not easy, but easy to recruit for because they can see your times and just you want to go there. And um, I'm, hurdles is like my main event, so I really like that. And I knew I was going to do track when I got here, um, but soccer was pretty much my main passion. I'm 
played since I was like six maybe and played on a club team and high school so I definitely knew I wanted to play here wasn't sure how I was going to work with like three seasons and if I could pick it up but um, yeah definitely happy that I do it and the coach mentioned that you've been dealing with some injuries earlier this year and how are you doing now Right, yeah, I actually um, partially tore my MCL wakeboarding this summer, so that was unfortunate. Luckily, it was early in or middle of the summer, so I missed the first few games. But um, I was wearing a knee brace for a while, but then in the Wesleyan game, just destroyed it. So I decided that I didn't really want to wear that anymore because I didn't want to get injured, and I honestly felt a lot healthier and better without it. Last year you were the team MVP. This year you guys obviously are having a lot of success. Already clinched a spot in the postseason tournament, which I believe is going to be the first time during your time here you guys have done that. What does that mean to you? It's great, especially not leaving the game till Colby because every year since I've been here we've had to play Colby, and that is deciding if we get in the tournament or not, and every year we seem to blow it. And so knowing that we're already in, I'm still going to take it to Colby, but knowing that is just something great. And I'm so happy for the seniors because they've never been. And it's just something that we really deserve because we worked so hard to get there. Yeah, Colby obviously one of the rivals within the state and everything. And uh, this game, you have nothing to lose, everything to gain, right? Right. Um, they actually haven't won a NESCAC game, so this is a great opportunity for us to just take it to them and just win that rivalry because they always seem to come out ahead. And this year we are gunning for them. <laughs> And last question for you. I mean, obviously, you know, going forward, looking forward to the tournament, what are your guys' mindset kind of in terms of making the tournament for the first time and your goals and everything? Right. Well, this year, um, the teams were all so close. Like, we were, we beat the number two team, Trinity. I don't know what the places is right now, but we've beaten Trinity. So pretty much any team that we play, we know that we can potentially win against. Um, Williams is obviously a very difficult team, but hopefully we won't have to play them first round. And I... I'm really excited for this because this is probably one of the best teams we've had. We have some freshmen that are going to take us to the keep going in the playoffs, and I really think we have a good opportunity to make it far. All right, Allison Hill, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Here's what head coach Kelsey Ross had to say about Hill's performance. Allison only knows one work rate, and that's super high. And she is that way in practice, which makes her transition into games seamless. And she's also a very intelligent soccer player. She puts the time in in the offseason. Uh, actually had some injuries this past summer, so it was a little late getting back to us, even in our season. But what you saw there was just a, a young lady that works super hard and understands the game and puts herself in good positions. Our male Bobcat of the week is senior wide receiver Mark Riley of the football program, who had a career-high 10 catches for 117 yards and a touchdown against Middlebury on Saturday. Mark Riley, your male Bobcat of the week. Mark, first of all, obviously, you know, you have a new starting quarterback this year in Patrick Dugan. He has played previously, though, but does it seem like you're developing more and more chemistry each week with him? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, starting off the, the season, it was a little tough to get the chemistry just because I was working with Matt Canoni last year, but uh, obviously, you know, Pat has shown improvement every week, and, uh, you know, this past week, he did a phenomenal job just um, in all phases of the offense, so give credit to him. Uh, but yeah, like you said, we're gaining uh, gaining chemistry each week, so I think we're going to continue that moving forward, especially CBB week. And you had a long touchdown reception in the game against Middlebury. What happened on that play? Uh, yeah, I just got behind the defender, and uh, Pat made a good throw, and I was able to stay in bounce and just held on to it. 
You touched on the CBB uh, championship. You guys are looking to defend that title. It all starts this week. You guys get pretty hyped up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been going on for a while now. Uh, Coach Harriman's always been been talking about it since I came in as a freshman, and um, I think I've won it three out of the three years now. Um, so it's important to me. I want to win it as a senior and keep passing it on to the to the um, teammates, to my teammates that are younger. Now you're a senior this year, obviously, but your first year you were hurt, so you didn't play. Your sophomore year you played, but you didn't have a huge numbers. And then last year, first team all NESCAC, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much dominated. And this year, another good year as well. So what allowed you to break through, you think, as a junior? What, what kind of did you figure out out there? Uh, I think just confidence. Um, sophomore year, uh, like you said, I missed all of freshman year with a torn meniscus in my knee. Um, so I worked really hard during the offseason and came in as a sophomore and, and got some experience. And I played in every single game. Um, didn't have the best season, like you said, but I gained confidence and got my feet wet. And junior year, I came in and uh, was just ready to go and, you know, continued to work hard over the offseason. And I just put my mind to it and really worked hard. Now, you're a wide receiver, but you play in a triple option offense. What is that like? Uh, it's a little different. Everyone always asks me, what's it like at home? And, um, you know, it, it's different. It's not, not my first pick, obviously, as a receiver, but... <laughs> You know, we're looking to win as a team, so just doing whatever I can and as a, as a teammate, you know, blocking on the perimeter or catching balls when we need it. I'm just doing what we can to win. Yeah, as a receiver, you know, receivers – the stereotype receivers don't like to block, but you have to do a lot of blocking, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some crucial blocks on the perimeter. It's sometimes tough for us, but we do the best we can. Yeah, let's go back a bit. You know, before you came to Bates, when you were in a high school being recruited out of Massachusetts, what prompted you to come up here to Maine? Uh, my brother Bobby went to, to Bowdoin College, arch rival, um, so I knew about the NESCAC, and then, you know, I started getting getting letters and interest from all the other NESCACs and visited all of them and um, liked them all. They were all pretty similar, but I think what, what brought me to Bates is when I stepped on the campus, it just felt, felt right to me. I met the guys on the team. It was a great team environment, and, uh, you know, obviously the coaching staff was, was very warm and welcoming, so... I think I just wanted to be part of the, the community here. What style of coach is Mark Harriman? Great coach. Um, you know, couldn't say, couldn't say any more better things about coach. Uh, just a disciplined guy and um, always there off the field as well. So I give him credit for that. Now this year as a senior, obviously you guys have had a lot of close games, haven't quite broken through yet, but what are you saying to some of the younger guys to keep their heads up? Um, you know, we, we're, we keep seeing improvements every week and uh, – you know, we're starting to, to click now, and we, we've been so close the past three games now. We've lost, I think, by a total of 10 points. So we know that we have the ability to win games. It's just now it's executing and finishing the little things. And, uh, you know, I think they recognize that, and obviously we realize that because we've done it in the past. So um, we just keep re- relaying that to them. You guys were watching film today. What were some points of emphasis from the coaching staff? Uh, you know, just focusing on – on the things that we made mistakes in um, this past game and then just working towards that for the next game so we don't make them again. Now you're at Colby this week, obviously one of the big rivals in the CBB here. Uh, what do you remember about them from previous seasons? What do you guys have to bring to the table against them? Uh, last year was obviously our overtime win, so that was a great game. Um, but like Coach Doherty just said to us in film, uh, we went up there two years ago and we didn't do too well against them. So. You know, they're saying the same thing in their locker room. It's CBB week. They're getting fired up. It's homecoming. So 
we got to have that same intensity and, and same focus that they're bringing and can't take it lightly. All right, Mark Riley, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Here's what Coach Harriman had to say about what makes Riley so good. His ability to separate, I mean, he, you know, for a guy his size, he's got, he's got very good speed, but he, has, uh, he can get off the line of scrimmage, and that's probably the biggest thing that allows him. He gets a lot of press coverage at times, and, and he's still able to beat that. Um, and, and he certainly um, has the ability to go up and get the football, and that's, those are probably the two biggest things. On the very first episode of the Bates Bobcast, we talked to head golf coach Bob Flynn, who has been at Bates for 50 years. On this episode, we go to the other end of the spectrum and catch up with first-year head coach Melissa Duran of the volleyball program. They've already qualified for the NESCAC tournament, and they have their most wins since 2004. Melissa Duran, our featured interview this week on the Bates. Bobcast. I was hired in February. I actually physically got to campus in mid-March. Um, and the big thing for me at that point was I knew I couldn't be with them necessarily in a volleyball playing sense. But the big thing for me was just to get to know them as much as humanly possible. So we had a ton of individual meetings. We had um, group get-togethers. We Anything that we could do that just kind of helped me get to know them. Um, and they were they were great. I mean, they were I saw at least half of them almost every single day, and it really helped us just start to build a foundation of a relationship that we knew would carry over into the fall. Um, so that was what a majority of my time was spent, at least team-wise. And then also, you know, the recruiting, the admissions, and all those other things that we coaches are responsible for was was also a big part of our spring, for sure. And then, yeah, the recruiting perspective, interesting, because obviously, you know, your first year, did you reach out to recruits who were already being recruited by the previous staff? How does that work kind of for you? Absolutely. You know, um, Coach Margo Witten-Jones, who was here before me, did a great job. They, she, everything was pretty much done when I got here. And so it was really, you know, it was almost trickier with the freshmen because I wanted to be sure, our incoming first years, I'm sorry, because we I needed to get to go and see them as well. And so I was able to get out and actually see them since they were still playing part of their club volleyball, you know, talking with them on the phone and also getting to know them and making them, I think it had to be as scary for them as for anybody to, to be, you know, talking with this one person this whole time. And now you have this other person coming in that you've never met. So it was really important for me to get them comfortable as well. So I did have opportunities to see them play, and I had opportunities to talk with them over the phone and, and get to know them too. You were already a head coach at a Division three program, yes. Union College. Yes. So what attracted you to come to Bates? You know, what What started the conversation, um, I was very happy at Union. I loved my team at Union. They're, they're family to me. They're having a great year this year. I'm so happy for them. Um, you know, I, I had my daughter, and it was my first season of kind of going through being a head coach and also being a mom, which is a lot trickier than I think anyone anticipates until you go through it. So what kind of generated the conversation starter was, would we consider moving closer to family? And I, I, I said I would consider it, but it would really have to be the right job. Um, I was just so happy where I was and, and with what we were doing there. You know, and sure enough, all of a sudden Bates came open. I mean, I was made aware of the Bates opening and then it became a little bit more reality and I started to do some research and, you know, I, if, if you can just kind of get past what their record was on paper and peel back some layers and you look at their lineup and you look at the roster and you look at the stats and things like that from last season, I thought that there was 
a lot of opportunity here and it really intrigued me. So I went ahead and, and reached out and, you know, and then spoke with uh, Mr. McHugh via phone and just became a little bit more interested, a little bit more interested. There were even some other opportunities out there that we were exploring as a family. And then I stepped on campus and I was done. I, I said almost immediately after the first night I met with the team um, and I called home and I said, you know, I, I think this is the place for us. I think we're going to be really happy here. Um, and I was just thrilled that they they offered me the position because I was just I I don't know what it was about Bates from the first time I stepped on campus. Um, it just really it got me, and I'm I'm so happy that they picked me. Have you talked to the other coaches here? Because longevity is a theme, kind of you know, with Bates coaches, you have guys, you, women and, and men who have been here for over a decade at times. And uh, is that was that part of the decision making process in terms of people really seem to like it here? Absolutely, that was. One of the things that interested me most actually made an entire list of every head coach and the tenure that they had been here to kind of get a feel for how long people stay. Because I think, you know, it was such a big move and I didn't really anticipate leaving you. So, again, it had to be that perfect fit. And and I don't think I would have considered somewhere with a, like a lot of turnover. Um, so looking at the staff and seeing the tenures and then also seeing a good young group of people and, and then also meeting everybody on my interview and seeing how committed everybody is to – to not just their sport, but just Bates athletics in general. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a big part of the decision. And you mentioned, obviously, on paper, the team has had some struggles in recent years. This year, though, making the conference tournament, most wins in over a decade. And we've talked about before, but I mean, a little bit about this team is very close to really kind of, I think, breaking through, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We, they, I tell them all the time, if they could just see themselves the way we see them for like 30 seconds, it would be great because there's so much talent and there's, they work so very hard for me. Um, the kind of all those things you think is a new coach that you're going to have to come in and build, we can skip all of that. And and I think that's what it, it just makes it such an exciting time to be here because we really do have an already wonderful foundation. The ship's already pointed in the right direction. Um, so yeah, we're really excited to kind of see what this group can do um, and also in the upcoming years. One thing that stood out to me just looking at the roster was I saw captain's sophomore, mm -hmm. Jacqueline Forney. What makes her stand out to be a captain this year? Um, you know what I really liked when we went through our captain selection process is we had a lot of people who were kind of in that running for captains. And, you know, I think what, what stands out for, you know, you know, Bryn, our senior captain, definitely has some incredibly strong qualities. I think what what it makes Jack stand out to her teammates is just how relentlessly hard she works. Um, it's very easy to follow Jack and listen to Jack because you know that she is doing everything she is asking you to do, and, and then some. And it, it makes it very easy to to follow somebody who puts in the 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 work and the time that that Jacqueline does and, and not just with volleyball I mean Jack's a presence on campus she does so much for the Bates community and her teammates recognize that one of the things that's so beneficial to our team is that we do have a lot of leadership in a lot of different ways and it's been great to have both a bookend almost a senior captain and a sophomore captain and to kind of bookend all of all of the classes it's, it's been very very helpful in this first year of transition, um, those two are really important to what we do, and they've been great. 
uh, talking to Chandler, who was our Bobcat a week, a couple weeks ago, she mentioned that the Hamilton match right here at home, mm -hmm. which clinched you guys a spot in the tournament, was one of the better experiences in terms of atmosphere and whatnot. What was that yeah. like for you guys? It was really exciting. It, it was almost, um, you could step in the gym and kind of, you know, I know it's cliche, but you could feel the electricity. It was great, you know, as the there were a few fans in the stand when the game, and then all of a sudden these people just started to pour in, and they just kept coming. Um, and I think the girls responded very well to that environment. They responded very well to the energy. Um, it didn't – sometimes, you know, when there's that much, it could be a little intimidating or almost be too much, and it, it wasn't. They really thrived in that environment. And I think it's – they again, like I said, they've been working so hard and kind of have that validation of people witnessing that and seeing it in a – what was a really big game atmosphere for us, I know it just helped our confidence, boosted the morale of the team uh, even more than it was. And to be able to win that game, a game of that magnitude in front of that many people was was really a special moment this year. And then we talked about volleyball and Bates athletics in general, though. I mean, you've noticed this fall obviously has been improving, it, it seems like, across the board, basically. It, it has, and I, I think... I keep saying how exciting it is, but I really am. I'm excited every single day to, you know, put on my Bates gear and come to Bates and work because I know all the other coaches feel the same. Like we, we realize we're kind of at this really crux point where we're not just concerned about our own programs. We're, we're just working so hard for Bates athletics in general. You know, I know the better my program does, the, the better it helps our, our entire athletic department, our entire, uni our entire school. And we're, I think every coach here would say the same thing. We're so committed to raising ourselves up, but knowing that when we do that, it helps everybody else, you know, and, you know, going from men's basketball and the winter and then to lacrosse. And now we've got fall, like everybody's, we're all working for the kind of greater good of Bates. So looking at this team going forward, you got a few more matches left before mm -hmm. the conference tournament. What are you mainly looking at for the team to improve on so they can possibly make a run there? I think just a little bit more consistent. You know, some games our defense and our service receiver are really strong, but our offense is a little off. And then some days our offense is great, but we just can't quite be in system the way we should be. So I think what we're working for is kind of making sure that all the pieces are, are, are clicking when we need to. Um, and if that were to happen, it would be... It would be really impressive. Um, the big thing we'll be working on this week is, is you know, kind of our offensive considerations. Being able to do some things, you know, we, we have Bowden coming up. They've obviously seen us play before. You know, anybody we see in the NESCAC tournament is people who've seen us playing before. Being able to do some different things offensively, our, our passing and our serve receive has been really, really great for us for the past few weeks. So being able to do some different offensive alignments and offensive systems, I think, to to throw some people off is is really where our focus is going to be. Volleyball seems to be a game of, of runs because I'm looking at, you know, every match and it's like 6-0 run and then maybe trade a couple points and someone goes on a 7-0 run. Right back. <laughs> I, have, I mean, is that true at every level or is that, that more of a Division no. three type thing? No, no, <laughs> I don't know. It, it might be a Bates thing right now. <laughs> You know, I think that kind of, and, and we talk about that quite a bit as, and as our team, is it's where that inconsistency comes in. You know, whether it's us doing the running or the other team doing the running, we, we really are trying to get that get off the big roller coaster and find our way to the kiddie coaster somewhere and just get some of the, the ups and downs out of it. Um, but, yeah, it's I think it's a thing for us right now just because of our, our inconsistency that we're facing. Um, and we certainly have to get that addressed before we step on the court against another NESCAC opponent. From a recruiting perspective for you, 
Who is the ideal Bates volleyball recruit? Is it different from an ideal Union volleyball recruit? I mean, are, do things change? No. I, for me, my theory has always been, you know, in my theory, Bates is going to be better people are going to make better Bobcats. The the We're looking for the character of the person who is going to – we're not always looking for the best player. We're looking for the right one. Who is going to come in and fit into this team-like atmosphere that we're trying to, to build? So um, that is the first thing I don't – care if they're five seven or six two i i'm looking at the content of their character um are these going to be potential leaders for us are they people who can come in and contribute to a team environment are they selfless and then i really like i really like athletes with a chip on their shoulder i'll you know i'll go and get an undersized titter who's been told no from some some other school just because i know that she's going to come in and she's going to want to prove herself and she's going to fight to do that um so before I think for me, obviously you have to have the skill and you have to have the athleticism to play at this level. But probably what trumps that for me is the type of person that this that this young student athlete is going to be for us. Um, and I don't care how athletic or how good they are if they're if they don't fit into our program and our family, then we um, it's not going to work. You mentioned liking athletes to a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Who among the current players would you say has the biggest chip? Well, I. <laughs> No lie, almost every single one of them. I think they've. I I truly believe that. I think that they have been. They've been told to. They've seen their records. They've been told they're not good. They they they've been, just kind of beat down a little bit. And you can see there are times where they are breaking through, especially recently, and they're getting angry about that. Um, I think you could see this weekend coming out and being able to to do what we did with Emerson. Um, I like that. Like they were almost angry in that first set. And so I, I would say if you're talking chip on their shoulder, I, I can point to an instance of almost every single one of them having that chip. Um, if I had to pick one, that's tough. I, it might be Mary Deneen right now. Um, you know, we started in a couple weeks ago of getting back to filming our, all our practices and statting all of our practices and basing on a, a lot of our playing time decisions on these these practice stats and there was a game where Mary, Mary's been a starter for four years and there was a game where Mary's practice stats weren't very strong and I sat her um, and she did not take kindly to that at all um, and, and not in a bad way like it but you the very next day at practice she came in and just lit it up and she has done that since then it, it was she responded as well as anybody possibly could have but you could tell she was pretty she wasn't letting anyone take that spot away from what she's had for, for four years. So she might be the one right now. So from a coaching perspective, you have all these players who clearly have a lot of talent, mm-hmm. may not realize how much talent yeah. they have based on previous records. Exactly. So what's your strategy to get them eventually to realize that? Oh, just keep just keep pushing forward. Just Just keep doing it every single day. Don't get discouraged just keep taking small steps forward. It, it, you know, we're going to get glimpses and they're going to see glimpses and that's going to help. And, you know, maybe we take a set off of Tufts like we did. Maybe we take a set off of MIT and very slowly the curtain is kind of pulled back and they, they start to realize, but there, there's no magic wand or, you know, anything that I personally am going to swing around that's going to make it happen immediately. It, it's going to be just taking continuous steps forward and having some of these small successes and eventually it's going to snowball. Um, and eventually we're, we'll get over that, that hump. Um, so that's an, the unfortunate part. It's a process. I know what the end is going to be. I know we're going to be successful.
Here's a quick look ahead at the upcoming week in Bates Athletics. Tuesday, October 27, 3 o'clock p.m., women's soccer host Colby at Russell Street Field. Then you can head on over to Alumni Gym at 7 o'clock to watch the volleyball team take on the University of New England in a non-conference game. If you want to make a quick trip to Colby on Wednesday, the field hockey team has a must-win game at 7 o'clock at Colby and men's soccer as well at 8 o'clock at Colby. A couple of huge games for their tournament hopes this season. Skip ahead to Saturday. Volleyball's got a couple games you want to check out. They play at noon and at 4 o'clock on Saturday. The noon game is against conference rival Bowdoin. And football is at Colby at 1 o'clock on Saturday if you want to make that trip. So that's your upcoming week. We'll recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my